Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Welcome to the Boxset Pod. Howell and Jamie here. Lovely to have you with us. This week's episode is brought to you by TrustedVegas.com. Uh, they are at, shut up, Jamie. Um, an excellent website that somebody who likes going to Vegas has just created uh, and is um, v- tr- simple first time travel advice for Vegas. So, who created it, Howell? Uh, I'll check on that in a moment. I'll just tell you first. It was you, you fraud. It was me, and um, I've spent a few months doing this. I, uh, when I found myself going to a city for the first time, I couldn't be bothered sitting through hours and hours of message boards. I also couldn't be bothered uh, listening to a travel agent because they've got vested interest. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to build up a load of little guys that are just, if you're there for a couple of days, do this, do this, stay here. And that's what I've done with Vegas. I would love you to have a look. If you're thinking of going there, if you know anyone going there, have a look. And also give me a feedback because there is, including everyone who's on this podcast now, uh, have all got opinions on things like marketing and technical things. So I'd I'm love just going to use TripAdvisor. Okay. And welcome to the podcast. On the podcast today, uh, everybody's here. Let's just say hello to. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hello. Oh. Well, thank you. Thank you. Jesus. Marsha's on the ball, at least. I turned my mic off. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, well, that's very kind. So, um, Marsha, who has been on the podcast before, because she had has the best job in the world, picking the music for the Inbetweeners TV series and films. Uh, she also happens to be a so-called friend. I use that in inverted commas because she has moved to Canada. Traitor. Traitor. Where are you now? Uh, is it in I'm Toronto. in Toronto. Excellent. What's the weather like in Toronto? It's really cold, but uh, it just started snowing last week for the first time, so we're getting some flurries. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I'm going to... Uh, Canada for New Year. I'm going to Montreal, so perhaps you could create trustedmontreal.com for me, Marsha. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll do that. Seriously though, what's the one thing you should do if you go to Montreal? Um, go up the mountain. It's called a mountain. It's a small hill, yeah. um, but it's really lovely, and you can walk through the woods, and then you can see all of Montreal. Also, wear lots of clothes because it's really cold. Well, in and it's going to be even colder when we're there. It's going to be like yeah. minus ten. So the advice to walk up a mountain. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I've heard about the underground city. That sounds cool as well. Uh, it's actually not that cool. We have one oh. here. Oh. It's just like imagine a shopping mall the that's really, really, really thin. Oh, right. Okay. Right. And long. Oh, no, no, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Marsha's here. She's going to be our guinea pig in the court shortly this week. Um, Matt joins us as ever from that football podcast. What is it again, Matt? Uh, Matt? It's called The Longest Pleasure. That's the one. Listen to it all the time. The Longest Pleasure. And Jack, our work experience boy, joins us again, who we had on last week trying to persuade him to watch Mad Men. Matt Whoa. was... Hi, Jack. Uh, Matt was gutted at missing that. And Jamie's here as well. And can we all say congratulations to Jamie? Jamie has got a job at the BBC. Oh, what? Congratulations. <laughs> Did you hear oh. the surprise in people's voices <laughs> then, Jamie? Tell me about it. Tell us all about it. When do you start? I What's thought, the salary? I thought you were pranking me, Howell. I thought it was uh, you'd rung me pretend to be from the BBC and give me a job. <laughs> really? No, yeah, it's just thanks, uh, Howell. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's only a researcher job for BBC Bite Size, so... Um, I don't know what what that involves, but um, I imagine I'll just be sitting in a room and looking at historical. Yeah, that's how the BBC does it. Well, you Um, you plagiarised your way through a history degree, so you should be able to. It sounds perfect. Um, Went to Amsterdam as well very quickly. Went to Amsterdam and remember uh, you now work for the BBC. Carry on. Well, (laughs) (laughs) okay, I get it. I saw a funny cat. 
Where's everyone up to in their life? I'm I'm still watching The Good Wife. I'm up to season three, right? Um, show of hands, who's who's watched The Good Wife? Watches The Good all Wife. All of it. I've watched mm. all of it. Not me. No, no, my hands are in my pockets. Sorry. Okay. None of it. Okay, all right. So just Jamie. Jamie. Uh, yeah. So I'm up to a point in the story where I'm beginning to have zero love of anybody, and I'd, including the main character. But I feel like that's perhaps the point uh, where... Yeah, you, I think it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's reaching a point where you're going, you're all bad people. Season four, something things kick off. There's, there's, things mm. really kick off season four, Howell. Speaking uh, of which, um, season four of Walking Dead, I'm up to there as well. Oh. And the, the group have been dispersed. David Morrissey has taken his paycheck oh. um, from The Walking Dead. And I feel like it's lost a lot of momentum at this point. I am yeah. really bored. Uh, What's yeah, happening no, in what, season four? Is that after the... Well, we don't think? want to give any spoilers away, Matt, but yeah, David Morrissey has, has been paid by The Walking Dead by this point, okay? I see, okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, and suddenly we're in a bit of a lull. I was in, you know, the whole thing was kind of the A-team. We were build, We built this city on rock and roll up until this yeah. point, and now we're kind of back to the beginning almost, and I feel a bit... I feel a bit like Andrew Lincoln said, I want to film a lot less in this series. Please, can I have half the amount of screen time? And <laughs> uh, therefore, we're in a load of bloody subplots. And everyone fucking hates subplots, don't they? <laughs> Does anyone like a subplot? I like a good <laughs> subplot. Yeah, yeah, I think it's true. If you get a good you, one, it's, it's all liars. right. But if but, it feels like it's, um, you know, just sort of dragging the the uh, series out just to buy time then it's annoying yeah and it does do that a little bit sometimes okay well i'm sure it'll pick up because so far i've been really impressed with it um being sexist uh, on this podcast we've already worked out that women do not watch the walking dead marcia uh, as a firm feminist do you watch <laughs> the walking dead I am a firm feminist. I watched the first couple of series, but my Ooh. TV my TV buddy lost interest in it mm. um, because he pointed out that none of the characters apart from Andrew Lincoln were likable, and that was a good point. And I was too scared to watch it by myself. I don't <laughs> but agree I with him. It. I don't. None agree of with the characters. Him. What about Glenn and Maggie? Yeah, and um, Herschel, the old man, the Father Christmas like Oh, Herschel, oh, so boring, boring old dumbass Herschel. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of support there for that theory. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever this buddy is, and I suspect that your TV buddy is actually heroin, don't listen to it anymore. Okay? Um, last week we were talking about Mad Men. Jack, work experience boy, how are you getting on? We persuaded you to carry on after episode one. Where are you up to? What's going on? I'm up to episode four. I think I'll carry on, uh, purely based on the fact that you've recommended Dexter, you've recommended all the great TV programs, and I don't think you can have got it that wrong <laughs> with Mad Men. But so you've not that seen reason, any evidence <clears throat> to the contrary yet. <laughs> for that reason, I'll probably carry on. Uh, it's getting a little bit more interesting. It's get There's more, more to it, Don Draper. It's coming out a little bit more. Um, but in the episode that I'm up to now, he's kind of taking a bit of a back seat and it's focusing on uh, Peter, character Peter. Oh, I love um, Peter. oh, great. Love to hate him. Oh, he's a But you're still dick. struggling, Matt. Yeah, yeah. So, Jack, you think Peter's a dick. And are you at the point where you're going, this character's a dick. Why am I watching this? Which is a bit like where I'm at with, with The Good Wife, in a way. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, Jack doesn't like Mad Men. Matt, you wished you were on last week. I do. I do wish I was on. Although, although, um, like I thought everything you guys said was was bang on. Um, but I, what I would say is that Mad Men is the one that took me the very longest to get into. It, like um, with with all the other ones that I, I um, consider to be really really good, it was about two or three episodes max. Whereas Mad Men, I think it might have been like seven or eight episodes. Yeah. And um, but actually, Peter was one of the characters that hooked me in because he's such an asshole. Yeah. Like a really spectacular <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, and then obviously uh, John Hamm as uh, as Don Draper is like the, the the hook, the real hook for the rest of the series. And I thought what you said last week about how um, he's a um, a lead character that you just can't predict at all mm. and that's that's spot on as one of the big big uh, appeals of the show 
But yeah. also, I would say hold in there just for the evolution of um, Roger Sterling as well, because oh, he becomes yeah. one of the best characters in the show. Marsha, yeah. do you have an opinion on Mad Men? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you would love Mad Men. I know, I know. You keep telling me, you but really I, it, would, I sort I mean. of, I feel about it a bit the way I used to feel about The Wire before I saw it, where I feel like I'm going to wait till I break my leg. Yeah. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. I think with the wire, you actually do have to break your leg to sit through it. <laughs> um, like, it's so frigging slow. But uh, um, you, I, I, we're going to have to talk about it one day. All probably. right, we'll come to yeah, the wire. This is disgusting. What you're saying, <laughs> Matt? It is so. I agree. I'm with Matt. I'm with Matt. I don't think it's slow at all. Oh come on! Bash us round the head with some more social commentary, and then get to the last series, and it's half as long. It doesn't even like. Oh, forget it. I loved it, but my top three box sets of all time are the uh, Mad Men, Chuck, and the one that Marsh is going to be talking about tonight. And we're going to come to that shortly. But first, the news with Jamie Atherton. What's going on? Okay, here's some exciting news for you. Tremors. Do you remember Tremors, the yes. film? Yeah. Kevin Bacon, yeah? Yeah. Yep. It's coming back to TV. Oh. Very exciting. Is Kevin it? Bacon is... At, and Kevin Bacon is returning as the legendary character Valentine McKee. Wow, he seems to have spent a lot of time doing nothing and then a lot, of, and then doing a lot in a short space of time. He wants to do TV. He doesn't care what it is anymore, and that's why he's commissioned and even producing a, a new uh, a remake of Tremors. And uh, that would be interesting. I don't, I don't know if it'll work, but has uh, he got a divorce to pay off or something? Because he's doing a lot of activity suddenly, including EE adverts. Yeah, he's very busy, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I'm worried about him. Yeah, good, yeah. good. Uh, other news, there's a really good trailer on the uh, com slash news. Legends of Tomorrow, uh, the new trailer for that's come out. And, of course, it stars Arthur Darville, who's been on this podcast. Mm. He plays Rip Turner. He's a big role, actually, uh, if you're looking from the trailer. It looks very interesting. It's a DC... Uh, you know, attack with DC trying to take on Marvel in the TV stakes is a really good cast. How well it's got from uh, Prison Break, Wentworth Miller and Dominic oh, Purcell. Really, both of them. Wow. Both of them in it, working together uh, again. And uh, yeah, it's worth looking at January 21st, and it starts that's in the US on the Net- CW network. It's called. And if you've is. not heard our interview with Arthur Darville, go back and listen to it because it was a full. It wasn't a seven-minute wonder. It was a. It was a whopper. Uh, it was really good. So, good, good. Watch last that. Last bit of news. Last bit of news. Tom Hardy is working on a new TV show. It's being uh, made by the BBC and FX. They've joined forces, a new eight-part drama. Get this. Tom Hardy's not only in it, but he wrote the story with his dad. And his dad's called Chip Hardy, which is a great <laughs> name. And so, yeah, that's looking really good. It's got a really good cast. It's got Jonathan Price from Brazil and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and Michael Kelly from House of Cards. And it's about a man seeking vengeance in 1914 and it's uh, called taboo so that started filming this very week so what's we'll he see seeking what that's vengeance like. for uh, i don't really know some people who've wronged him in some way okay vengeance is the name of his dog <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, the whole news. neighborhood of seeking vengeance in series two um well done thank you uh uh, good and the chart this week which anybody is willing to chip in on um as usual uh, this is sent by men uh, ben sorry not men ben uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is sent by men um the algorithm department ben um again he says uh, christmas is really starting to fuck about with this chart now uh, number <coughs> 10 arrow and homeland are joint in the charts how can a Ow. chart that goes around the world and takes into account both legal and illegal downloads have a draw surely there's not it's impossible <laughs> let's just check that algorithm man at uh, number nine breaking Hold on back. can i just what? say one thing i've been watching homeland this season by golly, it's a it's some really gripping shit in there. I just wanted to say that very very good. good. Well done, Homeland. Con- yes, continue. It's good. Breaking yeah. Bad is at number nine. Have you watched that, Marsha? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things no. I've watched that I want to talk about. No, no. There's there's not that many things. There's just the top <laughs> three or four best ever TV series uh, ever made. You've not watched. At uh, number eight, there's Gotham. And at number seven, Marsha's favourite, Only Fools and Horses. 
Oh my god, are people still just buying that for everyone? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for it's a great friends. dad present. It's it's a wonderful dad present, isn't it? And do you know thing. what? I get, I defy you to watch an episode of that and not be amazed at the um, brilliance yes. of that writing. Family Guy is at number six. Peter Kay's Car Share, which was um, iPlayer oh. only, wasn't it? Is at number five. Peter Kay, the man we interviewed for an hour last year, um, and he okayed 12 minutes of that hour. Four, it's Downton Abbey. At number three, it's Walking Dead. At number two, it wasn't Peter's fault. That was just the quality of our interview. Game of Thrones. And at number one, the Big Bang Theory. So there we go. God. All the biggies. Christmas box sets. Yeah, there you go. And Ben also, uh, the algorithm department also attaches a note. Sorry to not be around this evening. I love... The left wing dearly, he says. <laughs> it's, it's one of my favourite shows. The last two seasons are great, uh, especially during an election year. Um, I miss it every day. I miss Josh Lyman every single day. I think anyone who's watched The West Wing can agree that they miss Josh Lyman and Josh Lynham every single day. But first, let's go to Marsha. Her challenge to appear on this podcast was to watch episode one. She's the guinea pig this week. Marsha, it's up to you now to, first of all, confirm that you did watch episode one. Otherwise, we haven't got a podcast. I, I watched episode one. And second of all, please, will you take the duty of giving us the blurb of what is the West Wing for someone who's never seen it before? Oh, God. <laughs> um, the West Wing is a TV show about the White House and all the staff that sail in her and the president, who's played by Martin Sheen. And there's a lot of lot of walking and zippy dialogue. Mm, yeah. And good, that's, good. that's it. Excellent blurb. <laughs> Excellent blurb. Um, particularly the West Wing of the White House is the press wing of the yes. White House, isn't it? It's right. The, it's kind of the public relations sort of side of things. So you're not watching people coming up with policy reviews and things like that you are looking at strategy how messages are delivered and um, big top decision making based on what is kind of acceptable to the palate of the public and things like that I suppose so Marsha how do you get on it's really scary talking about this because everybody loves it so much Jack hasn't seen it either Jack? Jack hasn't seen it either is that right Jack well, I've just watched the first episode today. Oh, you did? You watched? Oh, brilliant! Well done. Yeah. Well yeah. done. Okay. All right. So, Marsha, Jack, why don't you have a chat with each other? Okay. What did you think of it, Jack? I <laughs> thought it? it was considerably better than I imagined. For some reason, I had it in my head that the West huh. Wing was about a, a hospital, and it was a hospital drama. <laughs> so I started watching I think, it. I think you think it a Green Wing. <laughs> yeah. So Green I was close. Wing. I was close to emailing you and saying, "Is this the right one?" But, um, <laughs> No, I, I really enjoyed it, and I'd, I'd carry on watching it. You know, it, it really, um, you know, there's like aspects of bit of comedy in there every so often. You know, it is yeah. it grips you straight away. So yeah, I'll definitely carry on with it. There we go. It's obviously soft on the palate of youth. What about age, Marcia? How do you find it? <laughs> beauty house. Beauty. Sorry, beauty. Um. So I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but. I, I watched it by myself and there's some TV, like I watch a lot of TV by myself and then I watch a lot of TV with other people and the other people, there's like two requirements if you watch TV with me and one is that, you know, I'll never have a conversation about something that isn't the TV, but I will be very, I will go, oh God, oh God, like that a lot. So I didn't do any of that with The West Wing. But the other thing is when I watch certain TV shows like The Wire and I think like The West Wing, I have to stop it about every 20 minutes and be like, okay, what's happening? <laughs> because it goes so quickly. Mm. And obviously they're introducing the characters and they're introducing the concept. Like even that you were like, it's the press wing. I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. We only saw press people. Mm, yeah. um, and there was just two, like I rewound it a bunch of times and was like, okay, I don't think I fully caught what they were saying. But, um, but then there was just other points where I thought, I can tell that this thing that just happened is really important, but I'm not sure I fully understand 
what just happened. So I think I would enjoy it if I had someone who could sit and explain it. <laughs> no, hang on a minute. So first of all, it, it's Aaron Sorkin, so it's written very fast. And if you do, yes. if you do pause to take notes, it may take you a decade to watch <laughs> The West Wing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't worry about catching everything. In fact, part yeah. of uh, Jamie, go on. Deal, deal, uh, deal with that. I totally agree. Yeah, it's, it, you don't worry if you don't like follow something immediately. You, at some point, they'll come back to it and make it simpler to understand, or they won't, and it won't matter anyway. You don't need to okay. like know all the intricacies of the where the plot's going and all the details about the political machinations. All you need to do is just stick with it, and at the end, you'll understand what actually did happen. By the end of it, it'll all make sense. <laughs> some strange way. So Aaron Sorkin always. Aaron Sorkin always goes on about how he thinks good dialogue is like music so he writes for the rhythm of it which sometimes means and especially in series like the newsroom that he did which sometimes means that style is very much over content and the content right right and i definitely there was definitely first of all okay so i'm going to say some bad things say some bad things Um, use the word there is one word that i've been waiting for you to use and you haven't used it yet but i'm not going to say it I'm just going to give myself £10 if you say (laughs) I'm very intrigued Um, so there was well it's funny that you should say that about the dialogue because there was two or three points where I thought this is like watching a play and if I was watching a play I could roll with that but I'm not I'm watching TV Um, plus the jokes in it the jokes that I felt there was one I laughed out loud at one thing but most of the jokes just felt a bit to me just a bit kind of like oh and then he slipped like all the girls think you look hot in that shirt grabs shirt Um, and then also the bit at the end and this isn't giving away a spoiler if someone hasn't seen it but I felt like everyone's running around like a headless chicken wait here comes the press he's fixing everything he's so smooth and it just I think I also have been watching like the two TV shows that I recently watched and I'm completely obsessed with are The Returned and Utopia. Mm. And so I feel like I've been watching this like sort of with The Returned, like it's really slow and paced and and thought provoking. And and so it just felt a little bit in my face. But that, no. (laughs) But it made me massively wanky. Literally. It's oh, fallen all the way up its own ass. Yeah. <laughs> no. It is. It's brilliant, Marsha. I loved it. It's my favorite. But it's so wanky. And, I don't find it and wanky. the West Wing is. Well, you didn't go to drama school. I did. Um, West Wing is wanky for different reasons. And I think that's mm-hmm. what you're describing. But I think maybe just. I think with The Returned, it's so slow and there's so much quietness and there's so much wanky. of you. Especially at the end, like you're trying to figure out actually what's happening. And it's very moving. At the end, emotion. at the end, I'm trying to figure out what's happening all the way through the return. I'm going to just tell me what's happened. And then you reach the end of the series and it goes, well, well, there's going to be a season two, apparently. And you go, oh, Jesus Christ. Just tell me what happened. <laughs> God. Um, I, Who's doing I, that? Is that you? Are you doing your... Is that you, Marsha? What doing you washing no, up? Me. Someone's washing up. It's not me. Who's doing this? No, it's not me. Matt? Not- Matt, Matt, but we've we've lost him. Okay. Was Matt just attacked by like a washing machine and has died? Matt, Matt, we'll have the evidence. Sorry, sorry. Hello. <laughs> were, you, were you doing your Matt. washing up? I totally forgot my my wine just arrived. <laughs> Okay, everyone, spot the person who lives in London in this next conversation. Um, Hello. What's going on, Matt? I've just received my wine delivery. (laughs) The boy just brought the wine to my door. (laughs) Wine boy. You've got a wine boy. Lovely gentleman. He delivered me 12 bottles of wine. (laughs) Bums into the chimney sweep on the way out and things got hectic. I shall light a cigar and retire to the drawing room. What are we talking about? Okay, I believe um, Marsha has I, a problem with I, the West Wing. Yeah, no, I can say some nice things about the West Wing. No, you? no, you don't need to do that. <laughs> no, no, here's no, the, I have to. Here's the word I thought you were going to use. That I've, what, what, what? I really struggled. My experience with the West Wing was going and sitting in Jamie's bedroom when we lived together. I joined it like halfway through season three or something. And I sat there and I watched it and I went, oh, yeah. this is a load of, and here comes the word, patriotic 
yeah. bullshit. Uh, the big, the big brass music, the strings. It's all oh, and I couldn't stomach it. I was like, oh god, this is not. My cynical palate can't take this. Um, well, I live in North America now, and I and I and I meditate and write gratitude lists. So you live in <laughs> I'm a North different America? person now. Oh, you, you, I think I'm less affected by. Do you? Do I mean, you, I think you don't live in North America. Yeah, I live in Canada. North America is Canada, America, and Mexico. Oh, right. Okay, the continent. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. and like Sorry. Canadians love the Brits, but they are sort of little. You know, not not that we're like go America. Yeah. Like yeah. the Americans, yeah. but I definitely am steeped a lot more in that world. So I still think it's bullshit, but I'm not. I'm much less cynical than I was. Yeah. Um. But my. But I definitely. I want to. I don't know. I've only met him for whatever it was, two minutes at the end of the episode. But I want to like the president more than I do because at the moment I'm going so. I've learned that you love abortion, and you like are just this old white guy who sails in and saves the day. Yeah. Um, and Jamie's got an interesting factoid for you on that, haven't you, Jamie? Ooh, I love factoids. Uh, yeah. What about the president? Yeah. Yeah. Originally, he was going to be played by Sidney Poitier, and <gasps> he was he was going to have a tiny role in the show. He was going to be just like a, a character, just a guest role, recurring character every now and then. But because um, they got Martin Sheen and he was so good, they made him a, an important regular cast member. There you go. Yeah, the show was meant to be about Sam Seaborn, wasn't it? Rob Lowe was the star yeah, attached to it originally. Huh. Yeah. Which, which is why Rob Lowe ended up kicking off a little bit around season four. Which... Well, it, it's interesting because the cast is so strong. Rob Lowe looks embarrassingly uh, amateurish next to the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so the fact that you've pinpointed that, um, the president's role gets bigger, but I think at this point he's still fulfilling that function of being a, the kind of coder at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, what I liked about it was I liked that characters kind of flipped, that there were things where characters went in and you were like, oh, they're going to do this thing, and then they would do like a completely different thing. And and I was surprised by things that happened. It wasn't predictable, and mm. that was nice. Mm. I would say that's not one of its strengths going forward. It's not the most surprising show in, in, in that sense. The characters kind of do behave in a, in a kind of set way. But the president, I wouldn't worry about that because Sheen as the How president is amazing. <laughs> Matthew. What, you, what, you think it can I was surprise waiting. you? I was wait, uh, oh, one word for you, Matthew. One word. Toby. I, I, what, the, the, you mean the end of it? Yes. Well, yeah. Well, that surprised. That's Rich a surprise. As well, <laughs> <laughs> surprised the guy who played him. Um, all right, I thought we were going to hand over to Matt for an amazing thesis on why Marsha and Jack definitely need to carry on with this. And now he's slagging it off. Carry on. <laughs> no, I'm not slagging it off. No, 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 no. I will. I, I absolutely won't slag it off. The West Wing is the show that I have watched more than any other. Yeah, me too. I, 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 I came into it. The first episode of the West Wing I watched was the climax of season two. I don't know if that means anything to anyone. Yes. Does, oh my yes. What an episode. And, and, and I, I, my dad was telling me to watch it. Normally, when my dad tells me to watch something, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll mm. give it a try. Um, and I watched this, and I just went, oh my god. What is this show? Yeah, and uh, went out and bought the first season straight away. And I, I must have watched this show all the way through. I must have watched every episode at least three times. Me too. Well, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And that's seven series of twenty-two episodes. And and I would say that the first, second, and fourth season, I've probably watched more like four or five because I I just used to do stuff with this show on in the background. I love it. Yeah, me too. I, I This was the first time that, number one, this was the very first time that Jamie and I discussed the four-episode rule because I couldn't believe how differently I felt towards West Wing after four episodes from, from one episode. And it was also the first time that I genuinely felt a, a huge sense of loss when it finished, so much so that I just had to go back to episode one start again the, the, the thing about West Wing as well is you feel like they could just carry it on in, it kind of interminably really yeah just uh, by 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 kind of doing what they tried to do with the newsroom and sort of following what happens with um, real world events like a year after um, but um, the, the newsroom failed in all the areas in which the West Wing succeeded because uh, 
like that first episode is such a good microcosm for the rest of the series really you get all the best and worst things about it and that big dollop of patriotic saccharine nonsense at the end yeah. is 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 the very worst thing about the show there there are there Hang are times during that the show end of what just, the end of the... At the end of episode 1 oh right sorry yes you're absolutely right yeah um because it th- those moments you just have to go okay this is this is Sorkin's blind spot yeah um because he's terrible like his his you know i'm i'm not going to start slagging off the military or anything like that or soldiers but his um devotion to them and the the way in which they worship them it just it, in, in the end it comes across um as, as sort of i don't know I don't know what the word is, but it, 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 it's not good. It doesn't feel nice. If you want me to forward a message to Matt about the armed forces, email it to me, studio at the box Jack, um, as a young person, right, um, this was another thing that strikes me, and I don't know whether you agree, Marsha, is that it looks very 90s now. That oh, so 90s. And especially, oh, yeah. I have to get beyond that. And I, I thought Jack would struggle to get beyond that the most because to Jack, it must be like prehistoric. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I watched Sopranos and I felt that a little bit with the Sopranos, but I'm, you managed to sort of see past it, you know. Um, mm. And I'll carry on watching The West Wing and, you know, you've all... You've all uh, sung its praises so yeah, job done job done yeah Good. Well. i'll tell you what both of you don't know yet there's a very annoying character i think in that pilot episode yes mandy mm. Can i you... quite like her <laughs> <laughs> well marcia I'm afraid... i was like spunky lady <laughs> i'm afraid marcia is isn't it everyone from episode two onwards mandy is just has just disappeared <laughs> no, it's season two. Is it yeah, season yeah, two? Are you sure? Season two, yeah. Yeah, she's got a, a significant arc in the first series. Oh, but, right. um, okay. She, well, she's yeah. just so irritating. Obviously, some research was done um, at the end of series one, and suddenly Mandy doesn't show up for work in season two. Well, yeah, they, no, they kind of slowly push her out with that um, that mistake she makes. Oh, not, yeah. I don't want to do spoilers, okay, but, you know. No. Yeah. All right, all right. Um but we're not ruining much there because she doesn't last long. Marsha, will you actually carry on watching this? You know what? The two things that have convinced me mm. were you and your four rep rule and mm. Matt saying that he's watched every episode at least three times because there's a lot of TV out there and life is short. And mm. so it must be quite good. I'll, I'll, give, you, yeah, I'll give you another reason and uh, anyone else yeah. to give one can as well. The, uh, the life of the West Wing um, predicts the future. This this finished um, before the Bush, Obama, all of those years. You know, this was finished before then. There is a character that is becomes very, very important to, in the last couple of series, which is based on one of the most important people in the world right now. And it, it, it foretold the future. And it, it really is. Um, every series changes, but the last couple especially get very... Uh, they're shot very differently. The cinematography becomes very dark, a lot darker. And there's a great evolution to it, I think, which... Um, and, and, yeah, it takes a while. The common consensus season five is a bit rubbish, but... You can kind of you can chomp through them fairly quickly once you get going. Mm-hmm. Once I'm, I feel like my experience with the wire certainly was like once once I'm into a season, even if it's not as strong, I just love everyone and want to hang out with them. Yeah. Oh well, it's, it's an incredible through. cast of uh, of, yeah. of actors and characters, and um, like C J. Craig is 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 a character that's just worth watching the whole show for. I think yeah. Alison Janney is one of the most underappreciated uh, well that's not underappreciated but underused actors in in hollywood she is incredibly good yeah yeah, yeah. and even more so than and I, and I know kind of i think josh is probably the standout character from the show yeah but for me for me it's her uh mm. and uh, and it, it's just great to see such a such a strong female lead as well yeah. um particularly in the in the latter stages of the show um where she really sort of comes into her own politically. Yeah. Um, Marsha's quite sexist, though. She, she probably won't like her. Um, <laughs> do you hate women? Yeah. I hate... I particularly hate any shows that give roles to women. Yeah. yeah. They're my next favourite. Um, no, me too. Yeah, no, Alison Janney is it, mate. It, it is worth watching just for her, but, but yeah, Josh is awesome. Jamie, have we missed any very important points about The West Wing, do you think? 
Well, no, I mean, I, I could put a few. Like, I agree with uh, everything that, that's been said. Like, I've watched it three, four times as well. But I've also watched it with people who have given up on it and mm. you didn't get into it as much. And I understood the point of view. Like, you say annoying characters. For me, Donna Moss was always an annoying character. I always found Donna Moss get, really annoying. Get into <laughs> the sea. Shut the front door. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, 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 she, she is an annoying... She's annoying. Get in the fucking sea. <laughs> you, know, you know I'm a bad swimmer, don't you? That's why you just said that. What's, how can you be... We've been through this on the podcast before. I remember now because I basically said that you've you've just walked in and shot Bambi. That's what you've done. How can you possibly dislike Bambi? Of all the characters, yeah. what offended you about Donna? Oh, she's so peppy. She's so... <laughs> and another thing as well that is something that is worth noting about, like, just... Like, I remember Marsha at the start, you said it's like watching a play. Yeah, it's very much like you're watching dialogue that is being... That is, like... They're talking as if they're being watched. You know, that's like, they're talking as if they... Guess what, Jamie? It's a fucking TV show. Well, you know what? You can be a bit more (laughs) subtle in real life. But, I mean, at the same time, I like that as well. It works in the West Wing. It doesn't work as well in the newsroom. In fact, it it doesn't work at all in the newsroom. But, I mean, I still love the West Wing. I'm just saying there there were a few cons amongst the pros that are worth noting to Marsha and to Jack before they delve deeper into the saga. Absolute the, shit. The problem this, with the... Um... All because your wife didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, damn right. My wife, she's <laughs> in my ear all night. In order to... <laughs> His brain has been poisoned. Marsha, Jack, but I find Donaldson. I find that helpful. I find that helpful to know because I feel like it's like if someone said when you start watching Game of Thrones, it really hates women. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's still worth pushing through in spite of that. But it really, really hates women yeah. throughout almost the entire series. Then you can just relax into it without being, you know, put off by it. Well, that's another discussion. But and does it? <sighs> Does it? Well, Other than the fact that the whole plot does, the writers rewrote to at least two, possibly three, sex scenes into rape scenes that weren't. And then when they were questioned about it, they went, "Oh well, well, it's, it's just, just a bit of rape, isn't cute. it?" She's she's weird anyway, so she would have enjoyed it. Really? <laughs> Did that? Yeah, which is possibly the most poisonous thing as a mainstream person with all the eyes on you, you could say. And it's why I'm so upset by how much I love Game of Thrones. And I think it's Game of testament. Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones. The left wing, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's testament to what a good show it is because I have very, very strict principles and I boycott things left, right and centre. And I still watch and love Game of Thrones in I spite thought- of how much it hates women. Wow. I think as, as, as a, a feminist, you will, there are lots of things to enjoy in the West Wing. Oh, um, okay. Matt hates the fact that Yvonne Strahovski's good-looking. Yeah, that she has to take sure. her fucking clothes off she just to be a secret agent every week. That? Let me tell Can't you this. Can't save the world without wearing a bikini, can you? No. If, if I look like Yvonne Strahovski, I would walk around in a bikini. I don't, and that's why I can only walk around in a bikini when my yes. wife is at work. <laughs> but that, that, like um, the, the all of the this is the good thing about the West Wing as well. If you have a left wing ideology and a liberal ideology, then you just it's it's just like sitting in a warm bath while yeah. someone massages you in every yeah, in every position. It's left and um, exactly yeah. And uh, there are episodes where they really uh, attack sexism in in a very uh, convincing way, and uh, but also they talk about it in a very level headed way. Like they don't. Um, they don't get all crazy about it. And they actually address that uh, as well. The fact that some people can be too aggressive kind of thing mm. and, okay, and cool. not very progressive. So, but also it's really good for, um, for dinner facts as well. So my, my wife, every now and again, if I come up with some bit of arcane knowledge, oh, yeah. she'll go, did you hear that on the West Wing? And I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Totally. Well, I'll tell you something I quote a lot and it's, uh, Tell me one statement that's true of all people of all times, and it is this: tr- this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Jack, if you're having a bad day at school, whatever it is you do, 
Um, <laughs> remember, this too shall pass. Marsha, if you, yeah. you know, someone's poisoned your opinion of a TV show, they've made you look at it in a certain way and you can't get beyond it, this too shall pass. Matt, if your wine hasn't been delivered on time, <laughs> <laughs> this too shall pass. Uh, Jamie, if it turns out that someone was prank calling you and you haven't got a job at the BBC, this too <laughs> shall pass. And that's from the West Wing. Is it? Which episode is that from? I don't fucking know. There's about 600. <laughs> Jesus. That does. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, I know what it is. I think it's the, there is one episode that stands out because it was released um, on just after 9-11 happened. And it's a special That's episode. El-Banat. That's what, sorry? Abu El-Banat, I think. It's, no, no, no. It's called something else. Isaac and Ishmael. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking to your um, chimney sweeps. <laughs> Isaac, Ishmael. <laughs> Bring me a Shabley. <laughs> there are so many reasons you should carry on watching it, Marsha, but um, above all, it's easy. And yes, it, it you'll get beyond the wankiness. And the okay. pace changes, unlike in Le Rev or The Returned, <laughs> where the pace stays exactly the fucking same all the way through. <laughs> so good. I just finished season two and I sobbed my way through. The great. Conclusion. Sounds like a great week. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, hey, hey, who here has not watched The Jinx, The Many Lives and Deaths of Robert Durst? I have. I haven't. I haven't. <gasps> Hang on, who hadn't? Was that Matt? Hello. And me. And Jack. Neither of you have watched The Many Lives and Deaths of Robert Durst? Ooh. I have just no, received neither. a text from Lorraine, who was the boss. No, she wasn't. She was the secretary at the radio station Jamie and I just worked at for 10 years, and we were banging on about it. She's just texted me saying two episodes left of The Jinx. Oh, Did you know, she says in her text, the film All Good Things was based on this story? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, and I knew that before two episodes from the end. We, we, we told her that. <laughs> we told her that. I've I invited feel like they us. talk about it in the first episode, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> How good is that TV series, Marcia? Oh, so good. And so good. And I watched it when it was being shown live. And so all the stuff was in the, like, in the news as it was oh. happening. Oh, yes. Can I suggest something? Oh, are you away next week, Marsha? Uh, yeah. Oh, maybe we could record this on another day next week. What I'm thinking is Matt and Jack. <laughs> Jack's having to do a lot of watching and not much talking for these podcasts. Um, maybe they could watch the first episode of The Jinx by next podcast. So good. It. When did when did this show come out? Oh, Matt. Oh, Matt. About like, oh, Matt. Ago? If you're Googling now, Matt, don't. Don't Google. Don't, 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 I'm not, I'm not Googling. No okay. near it. Jack, same with you. Do Don't not read, read anything about it, it, this thing. It's called the full series. It's called The Jinx, The Life and Deaths of Robert Durst. The many lives and deaths, isn't it? No? No, just oh. the lives and deaths. Do you know where I can find it? Yes, it's on iTunes. Uh, it's well worth buying. It's mm. amazing. And if and you then- Google it, it will ruin it. And it's yeah, a true don't. story. It's one of the best documentaries you'll ever see. Ben, our algorithm department, told me to watch it, and so did someone else completely, like, not in this world with us. And um, they, uh, yeah, it was Robert Durst told me to watch it. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and it was, if you're a nerd about documentaries, it was the people who made Capturing the Freedmans, which is an incredible Ooh, I saw that. Yeah, that's good, yeah. It's, so it's the, it's the same people that made it and don't read a thing about it. It's no, amazing. Because it's the best end to anything you'll ever see, including the West Wing and Chuck. Mm. Um, and all. I'm going to say it. And the Rev, but I can tell you what happens at the end. All you need to do is watch the first episode. That'll sum everything up for you. <laughs> no, okay? it it's so fucking boring. I can't believe you're saying this. <laughs> I watched so every good. episode, Marsha. I enjoyed I it. But I enjoy looking out of a window at the rain oh, as well. Oh, you talking about the, the Returned? Yeah. The Returned. You know, I loved Series 1 and Series 2 I've stopped. <gasps> no, stay with it. Stay with it. The end. I it's can't. Like, I can't. No, no, I lost. I, I, wor- I worried Series 2. There was a point where I thought, is this just going to be like Lost, where they just go... <laughs> With all the conclusions, but no, it, it they I feel like they they dealt with the end of the series beautifully. I literally, I was literally on the couch being like, because I was crying so hard because I was right, so well, moved by everything. Maybe that was I will when, when it's all available in one bunch. I'll watch it all in a run because what it was, it was that having having it straight strung out over weeks. 
Mm. I was just get uh, when it when it would come back on. We, my wife and I were going. Should we watch it? It'll do something else. Power through. Power through. It is a power walk, isn't it? It is like mm. as a long slow walk up a miserable hill in, the, in drizzle everyone... in drizzle in the rain like in november it's so cool and it makes you think and mm. so in the slow bits you can either think about what's happening because it's so thought-provoking or you can just look at their faces because they're all so fucking good looking because they're all french <laughs> and cool and they have sexy big noses and, that's true oh, that's true amazing. i do like how french they are it's true so french. Mm. hey jack you know how you think Mad Men is a little bit slow yeah. Well, ju- just pause, Mad Men. That's about how fast La Rev is. It's <laughs> not true. Stop putting people off. It's the greatest TV show of all time. No, it's really not. But it is very good. Um, you know, the- speaking of the greatest TV shows of all time, I have, I have continued to watch Chuck. Yay! And um, I'm on what? I'm on episode nine now of series oh, one. Oh, well done, Matthew. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sort of mildly enjoying it. But Jamie, I'm getting sorry, how, how, how I'm getting increasingly worried about the fact that it's your favourite series of all time. Mm, mm, well, uh, feel feel whatever you feel, Matthew. It's not. I can I can only take the donkey to the water. I cannot make it drink. Okay, but if 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 you've not got a soul or a heart that's warm enough to just enjoy life sometimes if it's all about chimney sweeps wine and the returned that, that ain't my problem governor are you not into, if, you're if not I was the donkey fun? in that particular scenario you I are. feel like I've been offered a glass of water yeah. I've drunk it I've gone thank you that was nice Yeah. and then you've just continued to feed me water yeah lovely for, for about eight or nine hours that's and correct by that point I'm getting a bit bored of just water <laughs> well take a break How how many years have you been drinking water for Matt yeah. Do you drink it every minute of every day? No. <laughs> Metaphor. Very exciting. Beaten. It's just fun. I, aren't you having fun? Well, that's what I mean. It's just a bit of fun. It? I don't yeah. feel very challenged by it. and that, I, I don't see how that can be the best ever. Do you masturbate, Matthew? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. If... <laughs> Let's say you did, right, and Marsha clearly does, you can tell by a filthy laugh. Um, masturbation doesn't have to be deep, but you can do it every day if you want. Right? Or, well, several times Jamie, several, several, Marsha, you know, during the rev until you're a quivering wreck in tears on the floor. And that's what it is. It's, it's a bit of fun. But... I will say, if Mel was here now, which she couldn't be, she sends her apologies and she says say hello to Marsha from um, from Kansas. She says uh, that that season one has a lot of things to do with pace and the comedy. The comedy gets a lot uh, bigger and better as it goes along, and especially you know Timothy Dalton and the arrival of some really really good, funny and great actors and stuff should tell okay. you that it's worth it's worth carrying on with it. you just don't have to put five back to back at once no, I'm going to keep watching it it's not that I'm going to you'll stop get chafing. It's just, uh... you'll get chafing <laughs> it's just popcorn that's what it feels like to me that's correct it's may cool. I ask a question about Chuck yep I have an 11-year-old stepson who I watch TV with, and he's into quite grown-up TV. We, we watch, like, New Girl and Friends, and when they talk about sex, I engage him in long conversations about hockey. Um, is Chuck <laughs> a show that he might enjoy? Yes. Perfect. Okay. <gasps> That's the level it's at. Okay. <laughs> amazing. Uh, amazing, amazing. Okay, he's tired of friends, so... Yeah, definitely go for it. Chuck. Or, or Walking right. Dead. <laughs> Jamie, have you, um, have you watched any more of Chuck? Yeah, up to uh, episode seven. Oh, right. You enjoying it? Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's breezy. It's nice and breezy. Nice and breezy. Um, Just not intensely devouring it with an insatiable desire. No, you won't. You won't. <laughs> Sail on, everybody. Jamie, carry on sailing on that water, and eventually you're going to hit a donkey in the face that thinks that it's sick of drinking. Okay? <laughs> Next week, we're going to be talking to Matthew James Spooner, a Muppeteer. He's been on before, he's coming back, and he has given me a list of options of things that he hasn't watched, right? And any of you are welcome to join next week. It would be wonderful if um, you people who haven't watched the uh, the Jinx, or maybe we save that for the week after. But Andrew James Spooner uh, has not watched this set of TV series, so can anybody tell me 
which of these we should talk about with him next week and he will watch an episode. Mad Men, done that. Sopranos, done that. Boardwalk Empire, Gotham, Arrow, Person of Interest, Blacklist, Continuum, and American Horror Story. Now, uh, I'm thinking that we should head towards Boardwalk Empire. Who has watched that? Jamie has. I'd go with Boardwalk. Yeah, I'd go with Boardwalk. You've watched it, Matt? I watched the first two series. Okay, okay. They only made three, right? No, no, they've made about they made five in the end. I've watched the whole oh, shebang, and it's uh, it's worth a yeah, it's worth. I think he'd like it as well, so it might be worth going down that road. Okay, okay. Can't remember the other options though. Well, I can't sell the boardwalk because I've not really watched it. Gotham. Anyone watch Gotham with me? God, I watched ten minutes of that. That was freaking dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I thought Gotham was good. I enjoyed that. Um... Uh, Arrow, person of interest. Not seen either. Nope. All right, Boardwalk it is. It seems like we've got a consensus. So, Boardwalk Empire with Andrew James Spooner. Find him on Twitter at. Did the he say he'd watch The Wire? He clearly has. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Check with him because it'd be good to do a Wire one. There's it a would, lot of, wouldn't it? It would. Got a good chat there. I will check with him, and we will either deal with Boardwalk Empire or The Wire next week, and we'll get Marsha back the week after. Um, to tell us how many series of West Wing she's watched. Yes. And um, talk about the jinx. And talk about the jinx. Oh. I'm intrigued by this. I really want to so see what this is. Oh, you three. You two. You are in for such a treat. Oh, my yes. God. Remember, if you are listening to my voice now and you haven't seen the jinx, do not Google it. Okay? Buy this thing. Watch it before you can find out anything about it because you will read things from the news very, very quickly on the internet about it. So don't. The Jinx. Life, Death of Robert Durst. Brilliant. Thanks, Marsha. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Jack. No worries. Thank you, Matt. You're very welcome. Thanks, Jamie. Hey. And uh, <laughs> don't forget, this episode was brought to you by TrustedVegas.com. So, who's laughing? Who's laughing? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> The whole world. <laughs> Fuck you all. This too shall pass. <laughs>